Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And I don't normally do live streams Sunday afternoon, but in preparation for our discussion tomorrow, uh, which is the daily financial news, I came across an article that I did not want to wait until tomorrow. So apparently, Robert Schiller, uh, part of the Case Schiller Index, and someone who's often paraded around on TV to talk about real estate, he is an economist, and he is out on the uh, airwaves this weekend saying things like housing is going to see big declines in the years to come. He is essentially giving ammunition to the folks that are calling for a crash. So what I thought we would do is I would take the three things that Robert Schiller says are pointing to price declines. I thought we would talk about them, acknowledge them, and then frankly, highlight what I think, where I think he's wrong, where I think he is missing some pretty significant things. So first off, there should be no surprise if you follow this channel one rental at a time. The number one reason high housing is going higher is because of interest rates. People, I have taken great care to do a 50-year research all the way back to 1970 to show you that, yes, interest rates have been falling for 40 years. And because interest rates fell, housing was actually, at least on a payment basis, more affordable in 2020 than it was in 2006. In 2006, 2007 is the era that most people point at is, hey, 2020 is higher than 06. Something has to be wrong. So as I've said many times, this is an interest rate, but more importantly, a payment discussion. And he is absolutely right. Given the low interest rates, if interest rates shot up higher, they went to 4 5 or heaven forbid, 6%, real estate would slow down. And I would agree. In many markets, you would probably see price declines. However, how many of you seriously think we can have 6% 30-year mortgage rates? I mean, really. In order to have a 6% mortgage makes rate, it means we have to have about a 3 to a 3.5% Fed funds rate. It means you're probably earning 4% on your savings account. This is almost laughable because in addition to that, we have a national debt that would break. If we wouldn't be able to float the interest. The only reason our national debt appears doable is because of interest rates. So while I agree the story is interest rate driven, spot on, 
I believe Robert is incorrectly indicating how high rates might go. But I will agree. If the 30-year rate goes to 6%, so it doubles, we could have a problem. Do you really see it going that high? I see the 30-year interest rate kind of plateauing around 4% over the next year to year and a half. We'll see where it goes, but that's point number one. Point number two, fear of missing out, FOMO. There is no question, and we have talked about it a lot on this channel, that we had fear of missing out in April, May, and probably a little bit of June. Inventory was so low that junk was selling for retail prices. And I warned you, I told you that it was the best time to flip if you could find something. You could just hotel it, clean it up. You didn't even have to remodel anything, and you would make a lot of money. However, now we are in October and the market is remarkably different. Junk is not selling at retail. New houses are extremely high. If they're overpriced, they are sitting. Days on market is expanding. And hey, thanks for uh, chiming in on the chat. It's uh, I'm going to say it's T. Cabby is the name I see there. How you doing? Thanks for chiming in. I always appreciate comments and lives. So again, Fear of missing out is real. It is something we have to watch. It is definitely was a participant in the last run-up and ultimate crash. So definitely something to watch out for. And then lastly, Robert is talking about consumer psychology. Robert is talking about consumer psychology being pro-housing today, but he expects it to be negative in the future. And he just says that without explanation. I don't know what he's going for, but I'm guessing he's trying to point out when housing cracks, everybody else runs. I think that's what he's pointing out, but again, I am guessing. Okay, well, Robert, I think you're wrong. Uh, the setup this time is nothing like last time. First and foremost, not only is today interest rate driven, it is also supply driven. Robert, we have had one mil available homes, one million available homes on the market for seemingly a year now. We should be much closer to 3 million. The last month that was reported, we didn't even go up, we went down. We had a peak of 1.3 million available listings. And then the last month that was reported, we went down again to 1.28 million homes. Second, you have to realize that we have had a generation change. The real estate crash of yesteryear was not built on a generational change. What do I mean by that? If you look at housing and have any experience in housing, you know that first-time homebuyers, the average age of a first-time homebuyer is 31. Right now, we have more people turning 31 than we have ever had before. The millennial generation is bigger than any generation we've had and they are turning 31 in record numbers. In addition to that, we have had a health crisis. We have had work from home. Shoot, PwC, a big four accounting firm, just told 40,000 employees, work from anywhere that you want. And if your employer says work from anywhere, do you move to New York or California, ridiculously expensive places, or do you go to the South or Midwest? 
People are making life choices. And these life choices moves mean that certain markets in the country are going to have outsized demand and the supply is rather fixed. For example, why has Boise, Idaho exhibited, exhibited bubble-like behavior? And I do think Boise is a bubble. It's because a very small percentage of a big state like California, like Washington, like Oregon said, I'm getting out of here. I'm going east. And a lot of people picked Boise. When a lot of people go to a small market that is not ready, you get 80% home appreciation, 40% rent appreciation. These are all things that are going on. Next, we have to realize that the lending environment today is fixed rate. 98% of the loans today are fixed rate. 50% of the loans in 06 were fixed rate. Why is that important? It was because when you had adjustable rate mortgages reset, they kept resetting. And more and more people were underwater and gave up. It is crazy. What else do I have? Oh, next thing I believe that Robert is not appreciating is that we have a government administration that is focused on first-time home buyers. What do you think happens when this administration gives out a fifteen dollars to $25,000 credit that they can use for down payments. Do you think that leads to more or less demand? Do you think that leads to higher or lower prices? The administration that we have for at least three more years wants a first-time homebuyer uh, tax credit or down payment assistance or something. Then something else that Robert is missing. What do you think happens if we go from 30-year mortgages to 40-year mortgages? Folks, I've done the math on this channel, and real estate can go up 12% overnight, just like that, and have the same payment. Folks, there are things going on in the lending environment that is going to allow more people to get in. Rates are going to stay low, but if they explode because of what's going on in China or some other black swan, Yes, housing will slow down. But Robert Schiller is wrong. There are there we will not have a national housing crash in the next 2 years. After that, who knows? Too far away. But we do not have anything set up currently where we would have a housing crash. If you have been waiting for the last year because you believed Ken McElroy in his 40% price decline, I'm sorry. It didn't decline 40%. It went up 20%. Ouch. Remember, what I'm doing on this channel is showing you what I am doing in my portfolio. And just the other day, I bought a duplex. I've got fixed rate 30-year debt. It cash flows today. The only You can't beat inflation. Nobody can beat inflation. Inflation is a tax on all of us. But you can use inflation. I want to buy assets that allow me to use inflation, increase in assets, increase in rent, and really big increases in cash flow. If you know what, if you want to know what I mean, uh, go to Teachable, sign up for my absolutely free course, and go look at the 50-year spreadsheet. I am repeating what people should have done in 1970 right now. In 1970, you should have locked in 30-year rates at 8%. 
Because what would happen is housing would double, rents would more than double, and you would lock in low interest rates of the entire decade. That is how you use inflation. That is how you crush returns. And not to mention 40-year mortgages, millennials at 31, first-time homebuyer credits. All of this stuff is coming. So we should see what's going on. Let's see if we had any questions come in that I can take out. Hey, Michael, how are you? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm guessing some companies will lower payments, Michael. Uh, oh, the Lumberjack just finished. How funny. Northeast Indiana. Yep. Crazy. Yes, I agree. Privacy. No way the uh, rates are going to go up that much. I totally agree. Wow. Jason thinks we're going to have a long, slow deflationary depression. Okay. Sounds fun. Anyways, folks, thanks for listening. Take care of yourself again. Robert Schiller, you're wrong. Take care. Bye.